Hi, I am Marius Karalambus and this is the Back to the Drawing Board show. Easter is getting pretty close as we're recording this, and if my estimate is correct, this episode will air on the Orthodox Easter Monday. So before I say anything else, I would like to take this opportunity to wish each and every one of you listening to this podcast a happy Easter and all the best for you and your family. One of the reasons why I initially started this blog was that I've always participated in a large number of forums and online communities ever since I started my career as an advisor, with the aim of both providing to and receiving help from others. Hence, this blog could act as a repository of knowledge for both myself and others, similar in its working to an online advisory community. As you may have already guessed, this episode's main focus point will be the advisory field of services. I will now read an extract from the post of the owner of of a boutique consulting firm in one of the advisory communities in which I am participating. Quote, I just do not understand how this profession can survive if I am to pay 80 to 90k USD someone who expects me to go through their entire report and fix their wording. I employ some of the very best analytical guys in my firm, yet when it comes to writing a report, they cannot go much further than changing names and numbers in a ready-made template. Every time they try to do more than that, I end up telling them to just follow the template because the writing is so bad that I can't go through and make amendments every second line. One solution that I have thought about is hiring professional writers, but then again, how can someone write about something that they do not comprehend? Has anyone else faced the same issue before, and how did you approach it? Unquote. Well, first of all, allow me to corroborate this post by saying that this is probably one of the greatest challenges in our profession. Indeed, the good and the bad thing about being a consultant is the same. The profession is unregulated by the authorities. Everyone can declare to be a consultant if they so wish. That being said, the profession is regulated by a hand much more powerful, that of the market. And it is this very hand that separates the consultants from the doers. No matter how good an analyst may be, if they cannot effectively transmit what's in their mind to others, they cannot be regarded as anything more than a pair pair of outsourced hands. It is these people whose work most closely resembles an endless rat race, who shy away from ever having an opinion on anything whose fees are close to, and sometimes below, the bottom. Yet, the most sought-after asset of a consultant isn't their hands, it is their brain. And this means that a consultant's margins and fees must be high enough to allow time for thought and to also to capture the risk of the inevitable failure. And true consultants always manage to work like that. Because at the end of the day, if the client understands the benefit that they will get from the consultant's work, they will not hesitate to pay a part of this benefit back to the consultant. To this extent, 
The analysts that my friend described above in the post that I've just read for you cannot and will never be consultants. They will never be anything more than employees. Because a consultant, in order to be in a position to effectively transmit the message of their value to the client and consequently demand better fees, must be in a position to properly use language, to argue effectively, reasonably, coherently. If your clients aren't paying you high enough margins, it's all your fault. If they do not even pay you the agreed fees, it's your fault. If you do not have time to think, it's your fault. They do not have to buy. You have to sell. Now go back to the drawing board and think. Are all of the above marketing, as many would-be consultants would like to call these, or merely the symptoms of you not being a consultant, but an imposter? <laughs>